10 seconds remaining. Take it. It comes back to Burton from out wide. He strikes it. He likes it. And the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs have pulled off a miracle. What a win by the Dogs. Burton from out wide kicks the field goal. They win it. 15 to 14. Watch it again. Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and I'm joined by Burjo. Mate, long weekend. You're at the footy, the Dogs game on the Monday. How was it? Yeah, oh, it was fantastic. Um, massive crowd, over, over 30,000 there. Um, good weekend in terms of super coach. Um, was a little bit worried going into Sunday. Got got. Um, I didn't own Grant Munster, I didn't own Turbo. Luckily I played Garrick who I was on, I was very close to sitting. Um, but... Ended up uh, Guffo Moses really bailing me out on the on the Monday along with um along with Preston all really good scorers um so yeah I ended up with thirteen eighteen saw eighty seven ranks dropping to three thousand five hundred and eighty fifth so in a pretty good spot um, used a lot of trades but happy to be where I am yeah pretty crap week for myself um, obviously same situation as you with the Heinz captaincy but around that. The only positive for me was Cam Munster going big with 120-odd. I really needed that. If it wasn't for that, I would have had a massive drop. I ended up scoring about 1,200, maybe a touch over. Um, dropped to about 1,000 ranks down to 5K overall. Um, not mad about it because I had a real shocker of a week. I, was, I guess I was saved by a Mulatalo try at the end of the Shark Storm game. And then obviously I bought Nicaro as well who got simbinned on a professional foul that Munster was going to score for kick. So that cost me a lot of points there. It was just a frustrating week. But all in all, I'm not not too mad about where I'm sitting. Um, I've had a look at it. I'm probably only having to save three more trades the rest of the year, depending on what I do this week. So being on a max trade all the way home, I'm going to be able to play um, a bit of roulette in some key positions. I think I'm confident with my... Um, likelihood to bring all the origin guns back in, which I've been looking at now how I'm going to do it. And I think I'm going to be just fine with it, probably better off than most. So I'm not mad where I'm sitting at. In reality, I'd probably like to have spent a few more trades and sit a bit higher up in the ranks. Probably have a few too many in the bank, but it's not a bad spot to be in. Um, today's episode, we'll be chatting all things round 16, the second major buy round of the season. We're assessing the best options for this week, go through a bit of strategy chat and our trades and skippers for the round. First game of the week, Cowboys-Panthers. For the Cowboys, Jason Taumalolo returns at lock. Been a little while in the making, beyond the extended bench for a few weeks, he returns there. And we see Semi Balame get his spot back on the wing following his hat-trick against Melbourne. Interesting one there. For the Panthers, Tom Jenkins comes on to the right wing where Brian Toto would have been with Origin and Peachy in the centres for Kriya. So there's a fair few out there that own Tyron Peachy. Interesting there. Big news is Zach Hosking gets the right edge back, but Luke Garner is on the bench. Moving forward to the Knights-Roosters game, Greg Marju, massive news, probably the biggest news of the week, not named on the wing due to missing the bus for a team meeting. Well, I don't even know what it's for. That one hurts. Everyone that owns out there. For the Roosters, Joey Manu fullback and Sanders Smith into the halves. Probably best thing for Manu there at fullback. We'll have a chat about that later, though. Yeah. 
but very good for Manu being a fullback. And I think good for the Roosters in general, putting Smith at halfback. Elsewhere, Satili Tupanua into the edge in the back row with Egan Butcher as Nat Butcher starts in the front row. It's pretty interesting that Angus Crichton's still on the bench, still more cash to leak, but who knows when he's going to get to start. Next up, Para and Manly. Ryan Madison named at 5'8". I'm keen to have a chat on this because this one's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Madison at 5'8". Um, interesting for Hopgood. Um, even Gutherson at yeah. the back having Maddo there. I don't know if it'll stay this way, but if so, very interesting move. For Manly, Garrick not named at fullback, still at right centre with Kyle Weeks at the back and Jake Arthur at halfback. Nothing else really of note for Manly there, sort of as expected. Tigers Storm, um, Brendan Wakeham, halfback, and Toa 5'8", interesting one for the Tigers. Nothing else really. No Bateman at lock again as last week, and Simpkin starts at hooker to replace Happy Coruscant with De Silva on the bench. Bateman's the captain there as well, so probably see another 80 minutes in the middle there. Yeah, very, very helpful. Very good floor. Yeah. You know, you're probably not expecting him to go on to 60 there in the middle, Bateman. Um, for Melbourne, Pezet starting at 5'8 with Munster on origin duties and Brunson Garlic at hooker. Um, Asafa Solomona, um, interesting option with Welch out this week. Could see pretty good minutes and good production from him. Justin Ollum named on the extended. And finally, the Sharks-Bulldogs game. The Sharks pretty much full strength. Um, they don't really lose anyone for this one, do they? Royce Hunt is out. So I reckon Kafusi starts. That's about it. And for the Dogs, Braden Burns starts on the wing in place of Addo Carr. Chris Patola starts again with Max King named on the bench. So let's look through at the options for each game. First of all, for the Cowboys, got to drink water. One that I looked at, probably when was it, round 12? Yeah. Um, I had a good look at drinky. Um, it didn't take me long to sort of decide that I wasn't interested on it just because of the history. And what he scored, scored three times in a row. Yeah, he has his, what is he, nearly 800K? Yeah. Um, any chance you pay up for him this week following the bye? He plays, obviously, the Panthers this week under strength and then Souths, probably not too many backing up for them in 17 and the Tigers in 18. It's actually decent, draw. It's an it's a viable option, I still think. Obviously, you would have loved to hop on a 650K and have these three tons, but I think he's been killing it. Yeah, he really has. I don't think you can pay that price for him, but the draw the draw actually was still looks decent. Um, it's also with fullback. Fullback is just one of the strangest positions to navigate this year. Yeah, with it's been tough. Yeah, with people going on these runs, going sky high prices, we sort of buy into it, and they just drop so quickly. We've seen that with Dylan Edwards, mm-hmm. um, and even Luttrell's starting to do it. Luttrell's been out. Every fullback yeah, has there's, gone through the ebbs and flows. there's been an issue with it pretty much every fullback. So. And with Guffo, who just scored 138, I think I'd go him over Drinky for 120k cheaper. Yep. And that's, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, and other than that, you, I don't think you can buy Buller at his price. So I wouldn't be looking towards any of the gun fullbacks for this buy. Yep. Agreed. If you don't have one already. Well, I'm just looking at Dylan Edwards now, another option from this game. Just under 700k, still 120 break even. There is cash to drop with him. But you just go Guffo if you're going to go yeah, that route. Doesn't play 19. Obviously, Guffo now has the round 18 buy, which is pretty nice with no one really missing that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer him to both these options. Another one that's a little pod option, I don't mind, Scotty Sorensen. Obviously, we weren't expecting him to stay on this left edge through all the injuries they had around um, 
It turned up Liam Martin and stuff. Obviously, massive price tag, <clears throat> but since he's got this left edge spot, we killing it. Hundred on the weekend, didn't score a try. He had line break two, line break assists, scored sixteen from offloads. He's convinced me that this left edge spot is his first year. He's one of the form back girls in the comp now, Sorensen. Yeah. There, I think there are better options, but it's an interesting one. You're, pay, you're paying very, very high price. But the the other thing is, like, you compare him to Nakora, who we'll talk about later. Scorenson will play around 17. And I, I'm not sure people have looked as, as far as around 17 to really see that Sharks, Tigers, Bulldogs are guys who we've been buying over the last couple of weeks in preparation for 16 and 19. But... Like if you've got like seven or eight of them, you're going to be in real trouble. Plus Origin backups. Yeah. Plus there's some nasty matchups next week. Like you might be forced to play a Schuster against Melbourne. You don't want to do that. Yep. Might be forced to play Ponga against Penrith, and that's not really ideal either. Yep. So, I just think if I was going to go Sorensen or Nikora, and I had the money to choose either, this is going to sound weird, but I think I'd probably prefer Sorensen. Yep. Round seventeen is going to be yeah. important. It's going to be tough. 100%. Guys, you just mentioned then biggest trade in of the week, Kalen Ponga. In your side, last week yep. traded him in. Um, done well for you again, scored a try for, scored 90 odd. Yep. So the price just over 600K with a 29 break even. Scores for 114, 50, 77, and 92 of recent times since that last game he played at 5 8 against Para. Yep. I understand why it's the most trade-in option. I really don't have many problems with it at all. I wish people would stay off him personally um, because I want him a bit of a pot. I'm really happy to own him. Um, yeah, so my my trades flipped and flopped a lot last week. So I think I mentioned I was going to get Hopgood and Nakora. I ended up getting neither. And then I put out on Twitter that I was going to get Meany and um, Bateman. But then I ended up not getting Meany and getting Ponger instead when I sort of – I just had this gut feel about the Knights on the weekend – I think Ponga was going to really be up for that game, which he was, and he scored really well. So I'm pretty happy with how that all paid off. Yeah. Ponga busting tackles, looking dangerous again. It's great. Personally, as a non-owner, we've spoken about it before on the pod how many times we've been burnt by Ponga. And it's not like I'm worried about it, but I think I'm just happy to watch this one from yep. a distance and hope that he does well, just take Supercoach out of it. Completely understandable. There's like, a lot of risk. It's not. I, I don't think that the risk outweighs the reward here. I'm just happy to watch him play good footy, honestly. Mm. I think I understand the buyer from, you know, I. It, it's fair enough this number one traded in play this round, but I'm not going to go there. That's also a personal situation that I have enough numbers. I don't really need to buy anyone, but I'm happy to forego him this week. Yep. Because in saying all the positives that we've seen from Ponga in the last month, there still is the chance the heightened chance compared to other players that he does miss time due to whatever reason. So I'm going to stay away, but definitely understandable number one brought in for the round. Yep. Um, Prioritise, would you, with Ponga? No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be moving heavy on earth to bring him in. Especially, you've got to think about who you're selling. If you're, if you're selling like an Isaiah Katoa to him, fair game. If you're selling some dead wood, but I wouldn't be selling. Like, I saw someone sell Marjorie to him. No way, no, not, not a chance I would do that. See, I very much can sell an Isaac Tyler player or – no, it's not him. It's like an Alan Lottie, Billy Smith team, but I just don't really – I wouldn't be selling a number who's playing this week for Ponga. Mm. Yep, agreed on that. 
Moving forward, um, Joey Manu, as we mentioned before, at fullback. Um, we've seen very good output from him in this position in the past during Warriors covering for Tedesco. Is health a worry for Manu? Like, can, is there a way we can put a finger on his lack of production? I think, obviously, at 5'8", he looks to be indecisive mm-hmm. depending on whether he wants to run or pass. And I think fullback's going to help from the sense that he was just going to run yeah. first. He's a runner. Joe, Joe Manu is, is, a, is a runner of the footy. He's not a... He's not a distributor, and we know that. He, he, his passing is from his offloads. So I think fullback, he'll take the line on, get his confidence back, and then I, I expect him to return to the centres. And um, I, you could tr- you could sell him as well, but um, next week you could sell him. But I, th- I just think he's good enough at centres, and, he, and he, he's low, he's like the lowest price he'll be. Yeah, this is around under the price you're yeah. he, He's smashing it. He, he, he smashes it at fullback. So I, I expect him to continue that. He has been lackluster the last three weeks. But you go back before that, his first three scores at 5'8 were 90, 63, 86, and the 86 was without a lot of attack in there. So I'm not I'm not really worried about him. Yeah. As, as many, a lot of people are, I'm really not. There's not a lot of value in selling him as well. Even at centre, he's still a guy that can score a try, yeah. and I wouldn't add this value sell him either. Yeah. Um, vice, captain, vice captain option. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. For Are you considering teams. it? Um, no, because I'm probably going to go Ponga instead. I like, I like the matchup at home for Ponga. Yep, like that. Um, another option for this one's Gagai. Yeah. So he's dropped a bit of cash. Really we like saw him. him score very consistently to start the year. He's a little bit cheaper now. Good pod yep. at center wing. Touch over 600K. He almost averaged 70 to start the year off. Um, he's averaging 70 right now. I... Um, I am really like if I had a center wing spot, I'd actually be really trying to get him in this week. Amazing pod, um, like one point one percent ownership, um, bases like fifty. Yep, forty five to fifty, ridiculous. For a center, too. yeah. And he's only had where he gets a big attacking stat. He's only had a game where he's had two once, and that was one hundred and nine. Mm. If he just gets one attacking stat, which seems pretty regular. It's an 80. Yep. It is an 80 or a 90, and I really like Gagai. I think the only thing with these Knights players is, yes, they cover the round 17 game, but the round 19 coverage isn't there. But I think that's going to be obviously team dependent as well. Look at how many you've got. Because you and myself, for example, we're really set for that, and we don't really need that 19 coverage, but there'll be a lot of people that do. So that's just something to watch with the Knights players. Yeah. Moving on to the Manly Power game. God, did you very well last week, Clint Gutherson? Yeah. Um, as you said before, probably the pick of the fullback buyers by a fair way. Yeah. I'd be looking at Gutho over anyone else at the fullback position for this round. Yeah, I agree. I think he sh- he, may- he will be goal-kicking this week. Yep. But I do think he could struggle with no Brown or Moses there. That is, yeah, that is a very big poss- possibility, but... I still think his floor will be good enough. Yeah, I'd expect him to go over eighty here, but I just I wouldn't expect one hundred and forty like last week. Yeah, agreed. I the price tag is nice though. I didn't like buying him when he was priced around seven seventy seven eighty k, but now I'm all for it. This is about what I bought him for in round nine, which is six yeah six ninety six is what I bought him for. So yeah, I, I I'd, I'd be considering it for sure. Yeah, I like that. Um, vice captain option. Um, if he's short against Manly, he loves going against his old team. 
Yeah, I yeah. Think it's an underrated one. I think, yeah, it's a good shout from you. I haven't really considered it, but yeah, definitely. Um, as you mentioned before, Ryan Madison at 5'8". That probably opens up good things this week for Jermaine Hopgood again. Yeah. We spoke about multiple times when Madison is in this pack, Hopgood's um, supercoach output is hindered. So if he does run out at 5'8", Ryan Madison, I think you can lock in Hopgood for another 70-odd here. Yeah. 60 to 70 in about 60 to 70 minutes. That's that's what I expect from Hopgood. Um, I haven't rushed to bring him in as much as I was very keen on him last week. Um, that's just because there's troops coming back. Yep. And... But I do think he's a great option. I'm just not prepared to pay sky-high price when there's a chance he might not be a keeper. But, yeah, this week looks really good, as will all these origin buy rounds for him when there's no Paulo. Then there's no Paulo in that pack to take minutes away. In the long term, I'll admit that I am slightly worried for yep. good when this pack is fully fit, even offering a galley working into bigger minutes. Um, I don't think Hopgood will be in my side long term, especially with the trades I have. Like, he will be a fine keeper-level guy if you have to, but he's going to be someone that I'm definitely going to be getting out of my team when Parra have a fully fit fullback. Yeah, yeah that's completely fair. Ruben Garrick at centre. Really, expectations were blown away from him after last week. Um, he's, he looks like a genuine centre. I didn't, I hadn't seen it in before, but what he was doing on that right edge... Came out of nowhere. It's... um. Not what we expected. No, I was just stunned. But um, I guess the only sample size we've seen from the centre was at left centre. Mm-hmm. So it's very different when you've got DCE throwing that face ball to you. Well, that's the thing. Fast. No yeah. DCE in turbo this week. Temper expectations. Okay. Yeah, I don't expect a massive score at all. If Garrett gives us 50, I'll be all right with it. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yep. And then when turbo comes back, man, if man, we stay like that. That'll be very, very hard to beat. Especially round 18, I think you're going to want a lot of them against the Roosters at four points. Do you think Eric stays the right centre long-term now? Yeah, I think he will. I think that performance shows that he will. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm fine with that too. That's now, are you buying this player here? Hamal Olokawatu. How much is he priced at? Is he in your team? Yeah, so I... Yeah, so I've got um, – I was going into this week, I was planning on having 14 players with Sonny Luke. Oh, yeah, 15 with Sonny Luke as my last guy. But um, – oh, sorry, 14 with Sonny Luke as my last guy. And then Marju went down. So I had 13 with Sonny Luke as my last guy. So I was like, I kind of need an extra number. And I was just looking at who's cheap, who could be a potential keeper because I'm well in trades. I need a, need a guy who might be able, who I might be able to keep all year. And I saw Hamoe Kawatu, a guy I've never owned and have always been death riding, who always scores pretty well. You've never owned him. I've never owned him. I'll tell you what, I've owned him just about every year. Fine <laughs> own. Yeah, so I think I'm grabbing him for Ford. At, um, he's about 530K. I think that's a great price. Um, I think Carrick being there helps him. That right edge becomes more of a strike edge. Definitely. I think he could be a keeper for the run home um, as my fourth, fifth to RF. I'm very happy to have him sit there. Um, I need an extra number. I have no one else I can really sell. Yep. Uh, I don't want to sell AJ Marju. These guys are keepers. Yep. Um, so four's the obvious sell there, and I want an extra number. So Amole is the best option for me. Also considered like Lachlan Fitzgibbon, but I think Olakawatu is worlds above yep. Fitzgibbon. <laughs> I like it a lot. He's been down in form, but talent always finds a way to break through, and he's a guy that knows how to find the line. Yeah. Um, I love the buy. 
Yeah. Ownership reasonably low as well, I'd say. 6%. Um, yeah. That's higher than I thought. Be all over it. 6% higher than I thought. But um, up, up, up sort of the top uh, 10%, it becomes much, much nicer. So, yeah, so 6% overall. Oh, I'm just going to get up the number right now. Uh, so, yeah, for 5.7 in the top 10%. Top 5% become 5.6, top 1%, 5%. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a nice one to have. Yeah, very interesting. I like that one a lot. Moving on to the Tigers and Storm, Dream Buller. We're lucky we hopped on a 450K. One of our seriously one lucky. of our better moves because we weren't going to do it. It no, was it was it, a it very late in the week decision. Not even on my radar, to be honest. And somehow I was just like, he's the most – Reliable option, it seems. Because I was, I, I sort of got to the point where I was looking at Keras and Raymond at 490k, and I was like, why not just buy the guy with the negative break even though I know he's going to get cash? So I went with Buller and called him my lucky. We didn't expect this. No. We knew it was a gun, but we did not expect this, and God damn, we're happy about it. Um, I definitely don't think you can buy at 700k now, first no. of all. I think he's almost going to be a sell soon. I just stop worried about with no Brooks or um, the Coruscant, how the Tigers go. Yeah, how it's going to be run. Spine yeah. with Toa. Wakeham and Simpkin. Mm. It'll be interesting. Um, probably still a decent option this week. He's provided a really good floor from fullback, one of the best at the moment. So Buller's a great guy to have this week, but definitely don't go out of your way to buy him, I'd say. Yep. David Nofaluma, pod in your team. Hasn't set the world on fire, but it's provided a really good floor for you. Yeah, 55 and 57. For a centre wing who's done nothing in those games and has a... Jeez, I haven't realised because I haven't owned. Well, I sold Taruva early. I haven't owned Toto, so I haven't known that how annoying it can be for a centre who doesn't pass. And Stafford Toto is one of the biggest hogs I've ever seen in my life. It was it was really hard to watch the last two weeks. He's now playing five eight yep. on the other side of the field, so that's pretty good. That's pretty. It's pretty good for Noffer, I think. So, do you think Naden will be that edge or Capola? I couldn't even they've tell you. both played this, they've yeah. both played left end right this no, year, I, I believe. So Naden likes a good foot pass. So if Naden's there, I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with that. Much, much better hands than uh Toa. Yeah. Toa Toa's Toa very much go himself. I I maybe I'm reading too much into that. Noffice four is still great. I don't think he's gonna be a caper for me long term. Um he could be a guy I hold as my, my last center wing for a while. But yeah, I, I'm pretty happy to have him. Yeah, he's been he's looked pretty good as well. All he needs is to crash over for a try and there'll be an 80. Yeah, he still hasn't got this. Room. Yeah, 57 on the weekend. So he had twelve, ta- uh, six tackle busts, four offloads. The offloads are the key. In the games where he offloads, he, he smashes it. So I'm pretty happy to have him. Yep. The other two we spoke about a lot, um, Isaiah Papali'i and Johnny Bateman. So obviously you own Bateman playing lock this week, expecting big minutes. I think attacking stats from are probably unlikely, but you wouldn't put it past him. Um, at 680K, would you say not a buy? Yeah, I think last week was the week to jump on with the, with the OBE. Yeah. I wouldn't be grabbing him this week. Isaiah Papali, though, 520K. He's also on my um, my tour F radar. Um, still putting out really good base of around 50-ish. Like one try this year, and I don't think – his stocks get better having Stafford Toa on that left edge with him now as the half, but just the definition of a fallen gun. And I love a good buy low opportunity, and he just screams of it. Yeah. I still really like Isaiah Papali, and 
Yeah, I'm considering him versus Hamale. Only 4% owned. Too. Yeah. But he won't play 17. I know he plays 19, but I'm as as we sort of said before, I'm very set up for yep. 19. Yep. So I don't think I can bring him in. But I do think he's a good option. Very cheap. The upside doesn't look great, though. Yep, yep. Yeah. Agree on that. Nick Meany for the Storm, 684K. Last week, they've put on about 60-odd points. He did not get a single piece of it. Just got cut out every single time. 36 of his points came from goal kicking, 10 from tackle bus, and he only got a score of 63. I bought him last week. If you had told me that the Storm scored 60, I was probably expecting about 120 from him. At the end of the day, though, I'm not worried. Yeah. So the reason I went Ponga over Meany was because of sort of what eventuated. I thought the usage and like role in that team for mm. Ponga is so good. And I was worried about that there might be too many cooks in the kitchen here at Melbourne. Yep. I do think Meany is a very good option and he will score well with the goal kicking. But I was just thinking, you know, Grant and Munster are probably the more dominant than Hughes. Yep. are more dominant in that team and we haven't really seen that eventuate so far this year. Yep. So that's why I sort of held off Meany and went for Ponga. Turned out that was the correct thing to do, but I still think Meany, 63 is not a bad score, doing nothing. It still could go either way the rest of the season yeah. between those two. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Meany outscores Ponga or the other way around. Um, I think when you were making that decision, I just sort of said when it comes down to a Callum Ponga, is still a better player. Yeah, that's true. That is there's, what, yeah. there's still just more talent there. Meany's situation is better. The numbers look better. But then they Ponga is just still a better footballer. Yeah. But yeah, with those guys could go either way. Nick Meany, not a bad guy to look at this week. I probably wouldn't go there. Mm. But very much a good option. Um, vice captaincy option as well. Against, yep. I mean, um, no, he's playing yeah, second last game around. So before Nico Hines, he is vice captaincy option. Yeah, against the Tigers. Yeah, against the Tigers. I don't mind it at all. Jerome Hughes is an interesting one. He's garnered some interest. I'd... I think last week was the week with Yeah, him. I, I feel the same. I was about to say, like, he scored well last week, but now he's back up to near 600K. Mm. I feel like the boat's just slightly been missed. Yeah. I don't think he's going to make enough money to be able to be a swap to Cleary because he doesn't normally. Although his record against the Tigers is ridiculous. I think he's just yeah, turned up his last times. Yeah. But... He doesn't normally back up these big scores, does he? Like, Tag seems on his edge as well. Yeah. Something to note. Although, guitar. we'll touch on Nas later, but I think he'll play a fair bit of edge in this game. Possibly, yeah. 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 I, I probably wouldn't go to Hughes now. No, I think it's just, I think the last week was the week to do it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy him after the big score. And I don't know who you'd really be saying to get to him because you either don't own Hines and you have to buy Hines. Or you have a pairing of, say, Hines, SJ, or Hines, Moses. Moses yeah. And I don't think I'd be selling a Moses or an SJ type to go across to Hughes. So it just doesn't really make Hughes sense. Hughes is the seventh most uh, traded in player too. Well, Maybe from an Isaiah Katoa if that was his situation. True. But I think most would have that scenario. I actually do and I could make this move, same as I could grab Ponga. I just don't really want to. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think the Hughes boat has passed a bit for me. Yeah, I agree. Final one here that I want to look at, Nelson Asof Solomona, 440K. Mm. No Christian Belch in his pack. Scored 84 last week, nine tackles. Playing ups, a lot of edge there. Two line breaks, scored 28 from hit-ups. Real damaging. 
If you need a little front row plug, he's a massive value play. Yeah, I'd probably be doing it myself if I didn't already own him earlier in this year. That's one of my heats. Turned out all right, but it's one of my worst sort of <laughs> buys I've had where you went, what do you go, 47, 13, 42? Yikes. Yeah, so I ended up moving him on. Um, I don't think I can go back there for that reason, but I do like him as an option. Yeah. The upside's there. Just a bit, if he's playing edge, he's a very, very nice guy to have. Oh, 100%. I I can put many faults to it right now. If you if that's a the only thing is it's it's you don't want to make too many trades at that position in front row. Yeah. So I wouldn't be forcing mass in like it's not an upside play. But if you need to trade in the front rower, it's got value. Yeah. See, I could also go forward to him via Jules, but I don't know how much I love that. Will Kennedy moving on to the Sharks game here. We spoke about fullbacks before. Another guy that doesn't look great. Six hundred eighty-five k. Obviously, last week in the blowout, didn't have any opportunity to do much. Scored 23. For that reason, with a big break, even 124, I wouldn't go there now. Buy next week. Um, Talakai. Yeah. Talakai. He's one. Well, he, I had a dilemma with Talakai. Yeah, he's very interesting. So I um, Another big break, even now. I was very close thoughts. to buying him two weeks ago, and I ended up going off a Wimmer instead. So... A massive BE. I'm very happy I dodged that bullet. Yep. Based 40 on? Yeah, no, like yeah. all right scores considering, but now the value is sort of just under 700k yep. with massive break even. He might be one that drops for us, ready for round 19, mm. potentially. Um, no, you cannot buy him, by the way. Um, I do quite like him though. Like on any given week, he can score all right. Yep, I agree. One that I do like is a buy now. I own him, Ronaldo Miltalo. I I haven't really got any massive reward for owning him yet. Haven't had a score over 75. Also haven't had a score under 50. And that's, Super that's not very Miltalo-like. He's had a couple of games where he hasn't scored a try, had line breaks, but still got to 50. So he just, he's probably in the top five range of guys I'd be looking to target this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. solid. Six thirty k is a very reasonable, reasonable price. I like Mortal a lot. On your radar at all? Yeah, I'll be looking at him after his buy because I, I have not enough players for next week. So yep. I'll be looking at him after that because he has a very nice draw. Britton Nicker, same situation. Gets his attack. Very solid. Last so he ends up scoring fifty five last week with the Simbin. If he had a base sixty five in a fifty point loss as an edge back rower, that. We would assume is sort of reliant on attack. Pretty crazy. So obviously the Simbin wasn't ideal. He's another guy, even with the buy next week, I'd still have a hard look at because he's probably one of the best back rollers available right now. Yeah. Finally, Nico Hines. Not picked for origin. Had a real stinker last week for owners. Only 790k, break even's 120, but that's not really a factor. You could hit it. You have to get him. No, yeah. no option. Yeah, it's non-negotiable. Yeah, you need him. Um, you got three trades, so yeah. no matter what, you've just got to get Hines in. He's going to play this week. Going to play round nineteen. Yeah, you have to have him. Got to have Hines. Got to have the captaincy on him in the last game of the round. Whether we loop or not is going to be dependent on how the vice captain options go earlier. But yeah, Hines just has to be in there. Yeah, I agree. Got to have him. Um, for the dogs, Jake Preston. In a side that's still struggling, he just keeps on keeps on giving for us. He's averaging 62, but it doesn't really tell the full story for me. As we spoke about earlier, there's been games where he's come off the bench earlier in the year, 
injury affected games, Simbin game. He's I think a reflection of how this bloke faces is probably sixty and then plus a great chance of attack. Obviously, as we said before with the dogs by around seventeen. But if you're looking at two RF, he's still not a bad option on a six hundred K for mine. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think I've seen a few people buy him. I think that's a very good move. Like, he's a massive keeper. He's a gun. I do on this keeper status, I do have a little question. Kick out with back around 21, 22. Mm, it's true. That'll he'll come onto the left edge. Just something to keep in mind. Maybe his scores will go lower back on the right edge. I think the role slightly changes, but I still think he'll still be minutes. okay. I still think, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely still get 80 minutes. And it'll be more like Ockenbore and Waddell just yep. have to become one playing a middle. No, that's exactly right. I'm or Kick Out won't play 80, which I don't, I don't think it's really expect Kick Out to play 80 early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just something to monitor is you kind of want him on the left edge, but if he's on the right, he'll still score decent. I'm sure you can keep him as your fourth to RF very comfortably. Yep, yep. Any love for Jacob Kiraz? 480K. Scored 52 this week, not really doing anything. Really? Yeah, a couple, even a couple of offloads, had a line break assist in there. So based about 44. Yeah. Decent. Um, I just don't think there's the upside anymore with Kiraz. No. Yeah. So I wouldn't go there personally. Still doesn't look as fast. Um, yeah. No. I, don't I didn't see the knee's not strapped anymore. Oh, that's good. The but knee's yeah. Not strapped. Very cheap. It's a value buy, but I don't think I could do it. Finally, 700K burden or miss the boat? Oh, you miss the boat, but I could still buy him. He looks so good at the moment. It's again thing like the thing I said with Pongo, where it's just this guy, he's in everything for us. Yep. He's just too expensive, though. This is the sort of the worry there. Could also be playing Origin in round 19. To, like, who knows what's going to happen, happen in game yeah. two. He could find his way into yep. the team in multiple positions. Like, there is that risk there. So I probably wouldn't try it, but it could be worth a play. Yeah. He's so expensive, too. This is quite a high price for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's not really going to get much higher than this. That'll do us for our big options for this week. So now we'll go on to a bit of strategy around how many players do we want this round? How many is enough? Because I think we sort of, to summarise around 13, we said you didn't really need more than 13. You're probably gaining yourself yeah. 20, 30 points by making another trade at best. Yeah. So where do you sit? So I had, what, 16 for round 13, which... um. I just what I learned from that is you don't need them. Yep. It was it was too many, and I, I really learned from that. Um, I'm now going in with with 13 because I'm not going to include Sunny Work in there. Yep. I don't think you really need any more. Yep. I think maybe 14 to drop one of your duds out, um, but I think you're going to be able to get by with 12, 11 or 12. Yep. If you've got if you've got the right guys, you can get by with it. I wouldn't want single digits. But I could, I'd even be okay with 10 guns. I think a lot of people are getting low on trades and you can either sacrifice, say, 50 to 60 points this week by just not making a trade to get from 12 to 13 or you can make a big couple moves next week when there could be some serious carnage and make sure you field a strong 17 where you could possibly make up a couple hundred points with that. Yeah. So the reward, I think is going to be much bigger when we have to field 17 players next round compared to this week. Yep. So I 
I'd be fine if I had 12. If you have 12 good players, I'd be fine with that. Obviously, you want to get to 13, but don't stress to get more than 14. Yeah, I agree. You do not need it. Yeah. If, you ha- if you're in that situation, it's fine, but you're not making a trade to gain, you say, 20 points from getting a 40 in your team instead of 20. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Just, yeah. Uh, sort of plan out what trades you need to make, what um, – Keepers, like your origin guys, you're going to need to get back in. Yep. And then assess if you're really able to use two or three trades this week. You, were you planning on making none? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, we'll, we'll go on to the trades and skippers after. Yeah. yeah. So I just I don't know. If you've got 13, I don't think you really need to make any. We had a look. Um, some stats suggested that most are starting this round before trades with 10 to 12 yep. is the sort of main range there's some under some above but that probably suggests most will be going into the round with 12 13 yeah after making one or two trades unless you don't have a nico hines i wouldn't be stressing to make moves to bring anyone in there's really no priority other than nico yeah um so yeah yeah don't stress for numbers 100 um you can make it back in round 19 if you get if you want to go light in here yep yeah um trade the skippers First of all, are you making any moves and what are they? Yeah, so I'm doing Ford to Hamoe. Um, pretty locked in on that. And I could also do, look, if I was, if, if Sonny Luke on Thursday night or Friday night scores well, I will maybe do Harrison Edwards to enough. Yeah. And that's to prepare so I can buy Haas next week, mm-hmm. which I'd love to do because I can do Schuster to Haas or to Turbo next week, which it just, you can't tell me they aren't. Some of the nicest trades you've ever heard of. Yeah, the only way for Haas, I guess, would be the backup in round twenty. But yeah. whether he does or doesn't, you're sort of yeah. locking him in anyway. Yeah, I'm happy to have really him. I've got him. I've got depth in there as well. So I will definitely consider that, depending how Sunny Luke scores. So if Sunny Luke goes over forty, which is pretty unlikely, I think I'll definitely make that move and go Harrison Edwards down to enough just to free up cash. Because yep. Harrison Edwards has a higher BE, won't play next week. Does play 16 and 19, but he won't. I don't I don't see him in my 13 in 19. I think Luke Thompson's very close. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what my only worry would be. Luke Thompson could be there. Yeah, and they're liking to play Carl at Lock. Luke Thompson will come back. Sutton's still playing reserve grade. I think it's only it looks pretty bleak for Harrison Edwards here. So if if Sonny Luke can score decent enough. I will definitely be selling Harrison Edwards down to enough. Just yep. just prepares me really nicely for next week. Yep, I like that. For myself, I'm not making any moves this week. So I have 15 players and one of them is Sonny Luke. So I'm sort of just assuming he's not in there. Yep. Just crossing him out, really. Then the 14th that drops out, I'm assuming will be between uh, Schuster, Alamotti, Billy Smith or Kevin. Yeah. I say one of them is very likely to go on to say 40 and then the rest will probably be sold enough. Um, I have still about 300k in the bank and I very much could go like an Isaiah Katoa up to a Hughes or Alamotti or Billy Smith up to a Ponga. I just don't need to do any of them. Um, trade's going to be helpful later and it's not going to bank me that many points this week unless one of those options goes nuclear. So I can't really predict that. I still have 23 trades up my sleeve and as I said, I'm only going to have to save three more rest of the season. Yep. And I also have 15 players for around 19 yeah so i won't be making trades that week so there's only one trade that i have to save 
pretty much the rest of the year. Yeah, then you can really get aggressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see what you do. I'm very excited for the moves because I can sort of I can go one week plays every single week. Yeah, if we look at someone random, whoever it may be, say I don't know mm. a Kalen Ponga one week, yeah, seven hundred k with a juicy matchup, and I'm like, he's the best captain option this week. I'll bring him in, and sell him the next week. Yeah, so. It's going to be very helpful for me. As I said before, I probably have a couple too many trades up my sleeve, to be honest. I would have rather have 100, 200 more points on the board and have like 18 trades instead. Yeah. But I am here. I was, I guess, just being um, conservative. I've been conservative the whole year and that's sort of why I've ended up at 5,000 overall. Yeah. But, yeah, some fun moves to be made for me. Yeah. No, I'm actually very excited to see what you end up doing with those trades. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna be um, doing Super Coach Hub podcast in a couple of weeks time, yeah. and that is gonna be based on run homes. Yeah. So what draws to target possible players? Because I'm gonna be doing a lot of research on that myself yeah. to see what I want to do. Hopefully, I can pick up a few couple a couple ideas, a couple of nice pods as well in there that can help me calm me up. But um, I won't have the trades to get all the ones. Yeah. No. But, really. <laughs> yeah, I won't be able to. But he get every fullback in that has a good matchup, and then you'll be able to, if you get Latrell, you'll be able to sell him when he goes on buy later in the well, year. Yeah, that's, that's the important thing. Obviously, the parents South Spice yeah. to finish the year. Brisbane's in there as well, so. It doesn't really worry yeah. me. And two boosts as well. I'm probably going to boost 20, 21. Yeah. And I've got five key guys that I want to bring back in, being Grant, Haas, Fafida, Cleary, and then gun fullbacks. Yeah. I think I'm going to be able to do that. Not with ease, but I'm going to be able to get at least, say, four out of the six. Yeah. Well, if Turbo backs up next week, I think. Through Buller. Yeah, you're going to have to get him. But. Um, skippers? Um, yeah, I haven't really looked that deep. Obviously, Hines is going to be my captain. Yep. And Hines vice captain. In the captaincy. I've got it on Ponger at the moment, but I'm just I'm not really sure who else to go with. Maybe Guffo, which you mentioned before. Um, let me have a look. Manu, I might, but I think I prefer Ponga there. I wouldn't do Garrick. Uh, maybe Buller? Guffo? Um, I think for you, between Guffo and Ponga, I reckon they're your main. Yeah, I think I'd go Ponga. I think I'm going to go Ponga there. Um, for myself, I have two options being Manu against the Knights at fullback and Meany against the Tigers at fullback. At first glance, I sort of threw a shade on Meany. Then I look at it and I was, Manu against the Knights may be a bit juicier. He might only need a couple of attacking stats in there to sort of yeah. exceed 120. Uh, he, he won't go, I reckon he'll go under 70 in that game. See, I'm throwing up between the two of them. I don't really know which one I'm going to go. Um, other pod options, I don't think, other than the four we just mentioned in Manu, Meany, Gatherson and Ponga, I don't really love any other ones. Buller, you could against Melbourne, I guess. Mm, yeah. Hopgood, I guess, could be a safe one. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I think I'd be rather targeting the upside of the VC because I think you can fall back on Hines as a safe captain either yeah. way. Yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Um, that'll about do us. Yeah. What's your loop score, by the way, for this week in a, in a buy round? So Hines is playing the dogs. I'm happy to say Hines scores at least 70. So I'll take a 90. I think a 90. I think a nine. I think I think I'd even go an eight in a, in a buy round like this. Just bank the points because the worst case scenario, you miss out on like what forty or fifty. So yeah, yeah I'll probably I'll probably I'll be all we both loop last time. 
last buy around. Yeah, both looked to cycle three hundred. I think eighty five is where I'm going to be torn. Yeah, that's probably the decision number. Yeah. If I get say an eighty from whoever I vice captain, I probably will just let it run on Hines. I reckon. Well, yeah, we do expect Hines. Hines should score well. It's at Shark Park. He's been subbed from Origin. Yeah, I think. It's going to be hard to loop. Full strength canal slide as well. Pretty it's a good much. point. Yeah, I haven't really thought that deep into it. Yeah, he um, he's going to be hard, hard, hard to loop anyway. No fox on that edge defending as well. It is Burns out there. He's a good player, but yeah, <sighs> yeah. Shout I'm, out uh, to the Bulldogs reserve grade, by the way. <laughs> it's sixty point win. Braden Burns smashed it. Fino, fantastic. <laughs> Those. Actually, there was something relevant about Braden Burns through that, that he's got a massive neck break even. Yes, he's actually... And apparently he might get a centre spot. He's kind of an option, like really. maybe. It's risky. But he averages like 90-odd in two games this year, so could be an option. That, if, that, it's a very out there if, one. If you've got big balls, yep. yeah. Probably not for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a centre-week spot, I've seen a few people do it. You know what? Fair, I, I actually like it. He's a gun player, obviously. We already have like three tries and two assists in reserve grade. And this this is the time of the year where you can go something a bit left field. So yeah. probably not the worst idea, but not for me. <laughs> not for me there. Thank you all for listening, guys. Um, we will be back next Wednesday. Good luck with the round. Yeah. Hope you all score well. Good luck.